Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to discuss the Round 9 team discussions, all the AFL ins and outs, and the Q&As that you've sent in this week. Um, I continue to try to do my podcast on a Thursday night just to keep it relevant, so I really appreciate the Supercoach community sending in all the questions this week, and I'll try to work through them as much as possible. Continue to check us out on all the platforms, uh, YouTube and Twitter in particular, um, Swizz26 if you want to contact me directly, or Supercoach Insider if you want to get all three of us boys, um, and then obviously all the music platforms where Spotify and SoundCloud, um, but yeah, appreciate really on the YouTube and Twitter. Uh, as the boys announced the other day, we've got some new sponsors on board, so Manscaped, um, is uh yes send out some goods that you definitely should be checking out my little goodie bag um, so it's got all the razors and the uh creams and stuff that uh really for those people who want to continue to be fresh downstairs the best way to put it um definitely some great products there uh so we recommend checking them out uh earn you ben uh, does his weekly update there with the tips um to try to earn you some crypto and splash vodka and nothing better than having a drink while watching the footy so yeah, definitely check out our three sponsors and we really do appreciate their support. Uh, on a personal note, uh, I'd like to just give a shout out to a friend of mine, Amanda. Uh, what she got here, she's performing uh, and her band's releasing a, um, some singles on uh, Wednesday, the Mar- May 25th in, in Melbourne in Fitzroy at the Workers Club. So just a shout out to her and all the best for her. And uh, also another friend, uh, Alicia, I mentioned leading to Mother's Day the other day um, with her company, House of Bobbins. So... Yeah, no, I would be more than happy if you could uh, support them. But more more importantly, we'll get on to the footy right now. So for me, on a personal note, uh, what do we go? 22-45 last week. Rookie Roulette kind of killed me again. And uh, the captaincy ended up taking Neil's score. I was sort of debating between Cripps and Neil on the Sunday, either taking the score or not. And um, Emily, Supercoach Mama, convinced me after what happened to me with Cripps early in the year against the Suns. So I lost out on, what was that, nearly 30 points there. And then just the rookie roulette, I ended up taking Perez's score over SDK. It played it a bit safe there, but I kept Hewitt on field. Um, I was really th- hoping that uh, Neil was going to go off, so I wanted to keep that loophole. Um, and then unfortunately, McDonald came in late, which stopped me from getting McComb's score. So I think there was about 60 points there for the rookies and add on that to that Neil Cripps decision. Yeah, unfortunately cost me about 90 points again, which seems to be a weekly occurrence. Um, but, you know, I still went up some rankings and what am I overall now? 12,000th overall. So slowly and surely getting back in there. But yeah, no, a little, again, a little bit disappointing. Um, those just little things can make such a difference. And I think I was saying last week, it's only sort of, I think I was about 350, 400 points behind the boys who were inside the top thousand. So, yeah, that could have been a nice little difference to catch up on them. Um, I did hear some great scores, and thank you to the people who messaged and let me know how they're go- going. So, yeah, some really good scores uh, this week, including a mate of mine, Abdul, who I usually mention uh, from the Richmond Forum. I think he's moved up to 14th or 17th overall, something like that. So, no, some fantastic scores out there. So this week in my team... Um, there's the two changes that I'm going to be making. Uh, definitely the first one in the forward line there is Darcy Cameron. Um, and I think that was probably the success of Abdul last week and a couple others who went butters down to Darcy Cameron. Uh, might be a bit of a popular one this week, but there seems to be a few rookies out that has changed some people's minds. Um, I was going to hold butters anyway, as frustrating as he's been, just because it is North Melbourne. Uh, and they've got a few outs, the ruse, and we know how much they're struggling for different reasons than that. Obviously, a lot of it's because of that rebuild that they're going through. So I'm going to back Butters to bounce back. Darcy Cameron, I wanted one more look at him against, you know, one of those, well, Nank's not like one of the top rucks, but he's definitely more that sort of rough and, and bang bang you up kind of ruck. And uh, Cameron uh, got through with flying colours there. So um, I definitely like his... Ca- um, cash-making potential, but also he's scoring and he's going to pick up that dual position, or he should pick up dual position come round the end of round 11, uh, which will give me some flexibility in the rucks. And I think Grundy, most likely, is probably going to be around 17, 18, 19 coming back, and it could get to that point where they just might not bring him back. So um, it gives me some options there, or at least for the time being, until we sort of know what's going on with English 
if we find out Bailey Smith or Bont gets uh, dual position, um, Darcy Cameron can sit in there and he's going to go up some money, uh, some good coin actually. Hopefully, should get up into the 500. So we'll give some options there. So well done to those who jumped on him last week. Um, but yeah, no, I think my, quite a few people will be looking at him this week. The other one for me is just the, which rookie I want to bring in. Hamilton, Carroll, and Rioli, and I know that's got a few questions of us, so I'll leave that one till then. All right, so ins and outs this week. We've got Collingwood Bulldogs on the Friday night. Poulter is in for Ginevan and Bianco, so nothing huge there for the Doggies. Yeah, some big changes. So in Alex Keith, Jordan Sweet is coming in for Steph Martin and no Tim English, which means Darcy Cameron versus Jordan Sweet in the ruck. So, obviously, another reason I really like Darcy Cameron. Uh, Luke Leary for his first game. Marcus Bontempelli is back. So, it'll be interesting to see sort of what role he plays. Is he sort of over that injury that they've been talking about? How much forward time does he play? And Raleigh West out is Waitman, Crozier, Vandermeer, Rook Smith, Martin, and Tim O'Brien. So, the Rux is the big one there. Also opens up uh, the VC option. A lot of people might not have the loophole later on. Some, as you can see, I'm still carrying Mead. Um, so he is my option there um, on the Saturday uh, because he yeah, hasn't been paid. So McRae into like a nil, which is I think I've got set up at the moment, or even into Oliver allows me to put Mead on field. And the Hawks are also playing on the Saturday early. So it's a case of um, like a water or McDonald for some people who are holding them. Uh, so McRae, I think, is going to be popular. I wonder to those who had him on last week. Uh, we're going on Saturday games. Uh, the Tigers are playing the Hawks at the G. So in comes Wingard, Nash, Lewis, and Sam Butler for his first game, mid-forward. I think he's 117K or 123K, one of the two. Uh, so a bit of a watch there. The big ones for the Hawks is out uh, Josh Ward and Connor McDonald. Uh, Ward's dropped, McDonald managed. McDonald was meant to have his rest last week, came in at the last moment for Wingard. And then Cal, uh, yeah, Jackson Callow, Liam Shields, and Tom Mitchell is out. Tom Mitchell did not um, actually had his colours really lowered last week. Uh, 40 super coach, so it'd be interesting to see um, kind of his role and how he bounces back when he gets back into the team. There, it's probably a bit annoying that Ward and McDonald both out in the same week. And that's why I'm moving on Ward. His break-even's already up around the 46, 47 mark. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I think, unfortunately, that's all his cash that he's going to make. In for uh, the Tigers is Nguyen. Uh, going to probably play key defense. Uh, so, yeah, first game, but I don't think he's going to be a super coach option for us. Um, key defenders, never great scorers. Uh, Prestia and Vlosten's back for those who jumped on Vlosten. Out is Gipkus uh, with the HS protocols. Mansell with that suspension. Edwards and Sydney Stack, who was a sub last week. Uh, the interesting one there, Riol, Morris Rioli has kept his spot. He's currently named at D, uh, interchange bench four. Um, so, yes, still keeping his spot there. The The issue is Shane Ed, Edwards is out of that side still. I think Arts Dow, Thompson Dow played reserves last week. So it's going to be an interesting one with Morris Rioli, how long he keeps his position. Scoring pretty good at the moment. Um, definitely, I think he's got at least a role, probably even next week because they're playing the Bombers, the Dreamtime game. I don't think Dimmer's going to drop him for that. He would have to have an absolute shocker for that to happen. So we know he's got this week. We know he's got at least next week. Going forward after that, there is some question marks. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. But for now, you know, he's got that place in the side. North Melbourne, Port Adelaide down in Tassie. Also Saturday, that's 2.10. Uh, Farrell is in for Port. Out is Bonner and uh, Dumont. So not much change there. But North in Larky and Powell for Benny McKay, Hugh Greenwood and Jason Horn Francis, who is in out injured apparently so yeah those who have um, still got him I think this is definitely the week to move um, the problem is a lot of people have Gipkis as well have Ward McDonald there's so many of these rookies who are actually all out this week but he was the one that um, I think a lot of people now will be looking at moving um, he's uh, yeah he's made 
we would have preferred more cash out of him. Um, but unfortunately, um, it's just one of those things. And uh, yeah, so I think it's just one of one now if you can, especially if you're looking to downgrade to say Carl or Morris Rioli, and that there's like an easy two hundred thousand dollars to be made, and then yeah, upgrade somebody else. And especially if you've got like a Caldwell or Barry Still or one of them in your midfield, yeah, you can get up to a premium that way. Also, obviously, depends on how much cash you have. All right, St Kilda, Geelong, in Sharman and Billings, out Butler, Winghagen and Wanganeen Malira. So a few people had Winghagen and Wanganeen Malira. So again, unfortunately, it's not a great week for the rookies. And then on the Geelong side, in Selwood and Stanley. Um, Stanley's an interesting one because I know a few have been talking about Flissarves because he's been playing that ruck role and looking really good. The problem is, obviously, Stanley, Stanley coming back, taking that ruck role. Flissarves moves back to the back line. Yeah, it's an unfortunate one. Uh, the bigger one is Cooper Stevens has been dropped and even worse has been named as first emergency. So with Dempsey Evans and Dalhouse, there's a big chance Cooper Stevens could be the sub this week. Um, I know a few people were looking at him instead of like the, the rookies that were on this week. So yeah, that's a real unfortunate one going forward. Um, yeah, so that might change a few plans. I'm not too sure exactly how many people had already had him in or my um, laptop's been a little slow on the over there, but what have we got there? Not that many so far, so that's probably probably good. I think a few people may have already done the old reverse trade. Sydney versus Essendon on the Saturday night. These games are always ripping games, the Swans versus Essendon. Um, Bombers seem to play them up in Sydney all the time. In Bell, Wicks, Hickey, out Ronk, Campbell, McLean and Clark. For the Bombers, Kelly, Wilfie, Dermot, and Jordan Ridley is back for those who have him. Uh, and then out Lord, Zerk Thatcher, Ham, Dev Smith, and Baldwin. Pretty sure Chris is about the only person with Baldwin, so no stress there. Um, the real interesting one, first emergency for the Swans, is Will Gould. Now, surely Horse doesn't play him for his first game as a sub, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Dylan Smith is also... Uh, Dylan Smith, um, Dylan Stevens is also on that emergency um so he could be the one but yeah so be a bit of a watch there with Will Good. Um, I know we've all been the super coach community waiting for this kid to play for the last two years so maybe this week will be the week uh, Adelaide versus Brisbane we've got on this uh, Saturday night as well in Gardner and Eric Hipwood is back out McStay with that injury Lexter and Thomas Berry for the I mean for the Crows Brody Smith Fogarty uh, Saligo uh, McHenry and Kieran Strawn is in. Riley O'Brien has been dropped for him. Uh, Strawn played a couple games last year, averaged 100. Um, a really good one for drafts. I've, I'm in five draft leagues. He's in all, I've picked him up in all my draft leagues this week. Um, even if he's not on field, I think there's one I do have Riley O'Brien, so that was an easy handcuff. But just the others, just to make sure more out of spite to stop anybody else who doesn't have a ruck this week not to able to play him and if he goes off and Riley O was to miss one or two weeks you know he could be a nice little option um, for some who able to do bench loopholes in draft and that yeah I don't mind him as well we always talk about rucks that usually go 80 you know he averaged 100 in those couple games last year so yeah that's just one um, Billy Frampton Cook Schoenberg Gallant Murphy also all out for the Crows uh, Sunday games, and these are extended squads at the moment. Suns, Frio, Constable comes in, uh, Joel Jeffrey, Anderson, Day, and Flanders for Alex Davies and Jack Lacocious. And for Frio, Akers, Hughes, Logue, Frederick, Lobb, and Collier all in. Out Walters, Swilkowski, and Nathan O'Driscoll has a foot injury. Another one for people who held him, he needs to be traded. So unfortunately, it just adds to that list of rookies. Horn Francis, O'Driscoll, Ward, McDonald, Gipkis all out this week. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a chaos and probably why I'm wearing my clown, evil clown shirt because, yeah, um, he's, uh, well, we know it kind of goes after the uh, after the young ones and it's the um, absolutely um, chaos this week for Supercoach kids. Um, for all those guys playing in their first year, they're, they, they're all out. Giants. Stone, Riccardi, and Bruin are in. Extended squad, no outs as yet for Carlton. We've got Kemp, Motlop, Fogarty, Plowman, Dow, and the big one, 
Welcome back, Georgie Hewitt. Got through both training sessions this week, is meant to be playing. So just watch, could still be a laid out, but at the moment he is in and out is Harry Mackay, Jack Martin and Lewis Young. Extended bench for each team. So the Giants have got Flynn, Hill, Iden, Callahan, DeBoer, Stone, Riccardi and Bruin on that um, extended bench. And for the Blues, it's Dow, Plowman, Hewitt. So as I said, just watch that one. Um, Cottrell, Owies, Boyd, Motlop and Fogarty. Uh, Carroll has been named at half forward. And the um, Hamilton has been named at half back. Lockie Whitfield is still named in the forward pocket. The big in and out there, well, it's not an out yet, but it'll be an out next week, is Leon Cameron is no longer going to be Giants coach after this game. So it will be interesting to see what uh, Mark McVeigh, who's taking over, will do with that Giants lineup. A lot of us thinking Whitfield may go back in that wing or half back line. So how does that go with Hamilton? Does um, Mark McVeigh play the Giants in a way where they're going to try to win games to press his claim as a coach? Or do they flip side and go, no, nope, this is about getting games into the kids, especially if they were to lose this week and their season's kind of done. Do they do it that way? And then you see more of those uh, younger players get more of a chance. So very interesting to see what the Giants will do. Kind of really need another week of data after this to see how McVeigh plays. But that will be a much watch. Uh, Jelly, Whitfield, Canelio, I'd be holding him for now. A few people have been talking about trading him out. Uh, kind of wait and see how what role he plays. Uh, so they're going to be the most relevant team come next week just to see how they set up. And then the last game, uh, this is a real dead rubber game, West Coast versus Melbourne. Uh, West Coast have a few little, a few more players back, but I still think they're about 24, 25 only available. So they're fortunately got some real troubles with injuries and COVID and nightclubs and you name it. So in is Witherden. Uh, a lot of a few questions about him. They'll be happy, a lot of super coaches happy with him back in. Uh, Williams back in the ruck. Clark, Hugh Dixon. Where were you last week when we needed you? And Nelson out Mountford and Florence. Uh, Fl- yeah, Florentia, Florentia, something like that. But um, uh, he's actually one interesting to watch because if he gets picked up mid-season, he's already got a hundred in his score. Um, and in Tomlinson, Melchum, Chandler, and Mitch Brown for the D's out is Bedford, who was the sub last week. Extended bench for them is Waterman, Windar, Foley, Nelson, Clark. Um, so just watch that as well. Clark is named on the extended bench. Dixon, Edwards, and Patrick Nash for the D's. Harms, Luke Jackson, Melchum, Tomlinson, Jordan, Piggott, Chandler, and Brown. So we'll have a better idea about these teams come tomorrow. But the Eagles are a very interesting one because, yeah, Dixon, some people debating um, keep or hold. Pretty sure I got rid of him over, um, yeah, so he's one of the guys, yeah, I got rid of this week. Um, but I would probably reverse trade that if I know he's getting named. Um, but I would probably want him named on field. Um, sort of that bench kind of worries me still. But, yeah, with... Um, uh, Stranaka out in the ruck, and it's Bailey Williams. Dixon could play a bit of ruck time, but then you're playing ruck time against Gorn as much as he's banged up. And Jackson, yeah, might not be a great scoring week for him. Clark will be an interesting one. Surely he comes back into the best 22, but there is that chance it could be a sub. Um, I think out of those players, Patrick Nash will be in. Nelson more than likely, and then you can raffle the rest. So, yeah, no, very interesting sort of teams, ins and outs, and... That's all about the rookies. All right, on to everyone's questions. And once again, I really thank everyone sending questions, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, happy to take them. A few people direct message me, so I'll work through these as quick as I can. Uh, to Sean Fear, Doherty or Sicily? Um, great question. Doc's flying. I have Doc. I don't have Sicily. I didn't get on that train. Unfortunately, he is flying. I would recommend Sicily. Um, because of the buy, I think, uh, what's Doc got, round 12? Yeah, round 12, Sicily is the round 14 buy, um, unless you were just loaded up with round 14 defenders, and that would change your thinking, but uh, more people have those round 12, so yeah, I'd be jumping on Sicily, mate. Uh, what have we got here on the Richmond Forum this week? You can find the, uh, the questions that everyone sent in. I apologise for the, the delay here. So I'm just 
I work through all my questions. I'll go to the actually I'll go to the Twitter because I know I had one come straight up there uh, from Nelson. Uh, he's asking me actually, and this is the question that quite a few people have asked this week. Um, to re can you uh, rank Hamilton, Carroll, or Rioli? So now that's an absolute great question because it's such a must, it's such a hard one because there's so many unknowns with that. Um, I, I was saying the other day, I'm not as confident on Rioli's job security just because some of the Richmond players that are still going to come in, you know, even Parker performed really well in the VFL last week, Thompson Dow back from that injury. Uh, so they've got options. Sonsi has been absolutely killing in there. Now they all play different roles, but you know, it's uh, Dimmer likes, can throw different players around. You know, Daniel Rioli can go forward. Baker goes forward and back. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. He continues to love Constania. He's a bit of a whipping boy for the Tigers supporters. So, yeah, it could be a case if Morris was to have a couple of bad games, he'd find himself out. The flip side of that, he brings a lot of energy, you know, that pressure. Uh, so if he was to actually kick some goals this week because he didn't score any goals last week and still scored a 70, you know, he could, you know, score another 90. Um, so I think his scoring potential is better than the other two but it's just that job security and i can see why so many more people are jumping on him because of that um then carol again it's that job security concern because of the blues players a couple more injuries this week does help uh with mckay i think going down long term and as much as the different obviously roles it'll be just sort of a juggling of how that of the setup there um the issue then becomes because all the midfielders are now back and georgie hewitt's back um, you know, sort of where does he play? And he will be moving up to that forward line, which then hurts his scoring because he's more of a natural winger. Um, I think he's still got some good potential to score there. And if the Blues are going to win games and being up forward, yeah, there's a big chance he could get on to some of them. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind Carroll. It's just, yeah, if I, if I had to debate between each one, I probably, I might go Rioli just because of that mid-forward. And I think he's guaranteed a couple of games just because Dreamtime's coming up um, and, and has scored that little bit better now with the role with Carroll being pushed forward. Didn't score as well last week. So, yeah, that would be the um, the way I'd be going there. And then the last one is Hamilton. So, yeah, I really like Hamilton. I had him in all week. I like his, um, uh, his price at 102k. So, yeah, definitely somebody that I was more looking at. The only reason I took him out today was because of um, the change of coach. And it's sort of, it's a real unknown. I still think McVeigh probably plays um, plays the kids. But there is that chance that he could go reset and put Whitfield back on that wing half back. Set it up more normal with Kelly in the midfield. And then what kind of happens with Hamilton there. Um, and Hamilton sort of just churning out that 50 each week. So, yeah, it's a bit, it's an interesting one. I think the Giants do have a couple of really easy games coming up in West Coast and North Melbourne. I think it is the Giants playing uh, next week. They got, yeah, they got West Coast at home and then it's North Melbourne after the bye. So, yeah, that kind of comes into account as well because, you know, those teams struggling to score, ball get bombed in, intercept mark is a chance to get that, that feeder handball from them and bring it out of half back. So, yeah, I still, I've got Morris in there at the moment, but I think I'm still leaning to Hamilton and I'll probably change that. Um, but if those who are going to get on Morris and, you know, there's a big chance he comes out and scores goals against Hawthorne this week, yeah, it, it's a very good move. Um, I know Nelson and there was another person asked me this as well, David Dryden, about Mitch Duncan. Uh, break even of 97 so you can hold a week um, I'd kind of want to watch his role for one more week so it's not going to hurt you not getting him this week um, he you know he did come back and looked really really good in that game the 116 but yeah so break even of 95 much of a muchness um, yeah so that 116 but yeah he's got that 47 in his score still so yeah you've got that week to hold and, and sort of look um, but playing more behind the play you're always going to sort of score more than that. But, yeah, get more data on that. And that's kind of what I was saying about Darcy Cameron last week. 
yeah, we're paying up more than what some people do. But, you know, one week and going early sometimes can really hurt. Uh, and, we, and we've seen it more with rookies. But as good and as good as a player as Duncan is, I still would prefer to get more data around that. Um, just because, you know, Geelong, they've still got some ins and outs trying to settle down that side. And, you know, where kind of he fits in last week, Joel Selwood wasn't in the side. Uh, so, you know, does that change things for them? And there's so many good forwards at the moment, and we're talking about who's going to get dual position. There's a slight chance Bont could get it. I think he's actually in position at the moment. It might be at 37%. So unless he doesn't play a lot of midfield this week, he probably does pick up dual position. Does Bailey Smith pick it up? We know Tim English is coming back, and they're all from the same team, the Dogs. I talked about the podcast the other day where Hawthorne, uh, not Hawthorne, so Geelong with Hawkins and Cameron have a really soft draw coming home, and obviously that affects Duncan as well. Um, so, you know, you've got Parker, you've got Heaney. So there's there are options there. Um, so, yeah, and, and even down with the uh, Giants, and depending on what McVeigh does, does Toby Green and Taranto, uh, you know, come in that conversation. So, yeah, don't jump on Duncan yet, but yeah, just have a watch. Uh, Abdul is withered in a top six defender. With Hearn out, he's going to go nuts this week. If West Coast is going to keep struggling, he's going to get a lot more kickouts. And yeah, so I, if he's not top six, he's going to be close enough anyway. He's pretty pricey right now. But yeah, like it's one of those things that we talked about last, uh, I think it was Tuesday night on the pod. Don't go reaching for sort of some of these defenders like Stewart, we saw last week. People saw the score the week before. Yeah, I've got to go get him. Doesn't score so well. And now you've paid over 600 for him. Yeah, I think Witherden still, like, he's scoring really well. And there's no reason why you probably couldn't go and spend the 590. But does that hamper you? And do you go, say, somebody who has dropped, like, a, um, a good one is Dawson? Uh, so Dawson's about 80K cheaper. It's going to score pretty close to what Witherden's going to score anyway. And can you do something more with that 80,000? Uh, that would be my own question with that. But I think, yeah, Witherden is definitely a top six. Uh, from Brad, what's the job security like on Luke Stranadik? I, I absolutely continue to butcher that name each week. Um, yeah, well, we know what the job security is. He's out. Bailey Williams and Hugh Dixon will probably be doing the ruck work. So, yeah, don't... Uh, uh, just or maybe hold a week. The the perfect world for all of us is Sam Hayes has got cash to make for the next two weeks. In a perfect world, um, Stranadic comes in the fall, uh, two weeks' time when Hayes is sort of nearly maxed out because Hayes will actually, I think he's, what's, what's his break even, like minus uh, five, I think it is, off the top of my head. So I'll get that proper data. Sam Hayes, yeah, minus five, playing North Melbourne. And Hayes' 53 will drop out this week. So his break-even will actually improve uh, as long as he scores like an 80. So, uh, yeah, you've got at least two more weeks. And then his break-even will start, you know, getting up there. He'll still make cash. But, yeah, you might have the, you know, cash in there with the actual 102K ruck. But, you know, at the same time, if he's not going to play off, Natanui looks like he could be back or something like that. Um, he's, I don't know really that his job security is going to be that great. Um, with the mid-season draft coming up, um, you might even be able to hold off till then and pick up like a 102k rookie or 117k rookie. We saw it last year. Was it eight or nine rookies got picked up? So, yeah, maybe just leave that one. Uh, for Mark, will Abdul win the 50k this year? Uh, it's looking good. Any if you're ranked in the top 20, you're every chance. Um, also for Mark, is Buttersworth holding? Uh, yeah, I'm holding him. North Melbourne. He's every chance again to go 50. He seems to go 50 or 120. I'm going to back him to go well. His role's changed, which is really unfortunate. Wines are both back. Rosie's playing more time in that midfield. Um, but I'm just backing him in to find the ball up, especially if he's up forward and kick some goals this week. So if he was to score like a 50, yeah, that would be pretty frustrating. But at the same time, his break-even's only 100. So he's going to score at least probably 50-60 against North at worst case. So he's going to drop 18k. Then I would make the move, and then if he does bounce back, you know, great, awesome, and uh, that and that's been his form line. Like he's got two scores over 130 and 114 in there. Unfortunately, he's got the four scores of 50. So yeah, if he's not going 50, you know he's going big. So yeah, definitely keep him. Uh, 
is Tom worth uh, from Deborah? Is Tom Lynch worth a, sh- a shot purely as a two-week cash grab? If you're going to do it, you had to take the chance last week, and not many people were going to take the chance last week. He scored massive against West Coast. You don't think he's going to go and up against Darcy Moore and just have an absolute field day? What do you have? Like 18 touches and um, like 10 marks or nine marks and five goals in the first half. But then they clamped on him, and you saw in the second half he didn't score as well. Um, I talked him up the other day. It's not the worst move, but the problem is if he was only going to 80 90 this week, you're only getting one cat week of cash out of him. If he was to absolutely monster Hawthorne, a bit like Peter Wright did uh, last week, and went 131 you're so much ahead of the game because he'll get over 600, um, and you can probably hold him up to the buys then. So. If I was debating between him versus Darcy Cameron, I'd save the cash. I'd go Darcy Cameron. It's not the worst move in the world because we've seen in the past, um, these are the sort of moves that people have made um, with key forwards. And yeah, they they just seem to go on runs where they get three or four massive scores. And yeah, you get really paid off. Think sort of Tex last year. And he had that run of about four or five weeks. Those who jumped on early, fantastic. Those who missed the boat, yeah, not so good. So I probably wouldn't because I feel like you've missed one of those cash grabs, which was 65K last week. Yeah, if he scores well again, you get the 80K this week. But then, yeah, anything under 100, the the, the second week, you're not getting much out of it. Uh, what's that? Caleb Daniel from Josh. Hold or fold? Fold, mate. And that Bailey Dell's the one you want from um, the Western Bulldogs. Uh, can we please know the best backman for Abdul to bring in this week so we so you can hit the top ten? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm thinking if you've got the cash, get on Witherden. Um, if you don't have Sicily, get on him because of that last buy. I don't mind Jordan, uh, Jordan Dawson as well, but again, it's the buy structure. Um, and that's like, what are we three weeks away from the buys? First buys Carlton, um, so that's why I'm not recommending Doherty. Uh, if you don't have him, same with Jack Steele. If you don't have him, just wait until round 13 and pick them up after their buy there. Uh, so, yeah, where the, the round 14 where you've got the Hawks there, definitely more the one I'd probably be looking at in Sicily. But, yeah, I don't mind Dawson's price and, and, and his role. And ever since Sloan's gone out, you know, there, there's one less midfielder competing for spots. Uh, and I don't think when we went through those teams, the one we didn't mention was uh, Adelaide with... Uh, Mr. Crouch, did we? Uh, let's have a look here. Crows, their midfield is Laird and Berry with keys. Dawson, no, no. So Crouch is not back in that side. So why why he's out? There's just more points for Dawson. It reminds me very much of Laird a couple of years ago before he made that full-time permanent midfield move. And uh, he was just sort of outside getting, you know, free reign, racking up positions, great kick on Dawson. So... He showed last year in the Swan with Sydney how well he can score. That's the one I'd probably be targeting. Uh, from Cade, play McCartan or DeConning on field. Somebody asked me this one as well on Twitter. Um, so or maybe they sent me a message. Oh, it was Jared, yeah. Which one would you kind of go there? Uh, I've got both at the moment. So well done to those who don't have to worry about them. Can't get a loophole going. The Swannies have the Bombers. So you think his brother will probably take two meter Pete. They don't really have another second tall forward, which says to me um, he should be able to get some intercept marks. Sicily had an absolute field day against them last week, even Scrimshaw, who plays behind the ball. So I I really like him more than um, who's Geelong's opponent is St. Kilda. You know, DeConning, it's more that he's not going to be the one playing on King, but I feel like with the Saints, you're going to have your hands full a little bit more with their forward set up than the Bombers. So, yeah, no, I'd be definitely going on McCartan if you had to uh, make that decision. For Michael, is it time to upgrade Laddams? I was hoping to make more money off him. Can go to any ruck or forward, but gone. Yeah, interesting one there. And this is the problem, like the Lynch discussion. People jumped on Laddams thinking the same thing. And now you kind of get yourself a bit stuck. stuck, And, and then you worry about how much money you know you have or you haven't made. Uh, the thing with Laddams this week, he is playing Draper, who is not one of the um, sort of defensive rucks when it gets. Players do seem to score right against him. The bigger issue is Hickey is back, so Laddams is playing forward. Um, so, yeah, it probably is. It's got to probably be a must trade there. 
What have we got to give you the proper data? Laddams at the moment is uh, 513k. Break even of 150. Yeah, now you have to actually, you do need to trade him. Um, that is unfortunate. Uh, so your best option, hmm, yeah, this is get this is where it gets interesting. I would nearly consider Darcy Cameron if you don't have him because you can. No, you can't because he's forward. Oh, God. That is actually a really tough question. Uh, to, because the one of the things is you're bringing in one of these rucks and um, like in a perfect world, Team English, probably actually the one that we haven't mentioned. I think he absolutely went berserk last week. Uh, Darcy, uh, Sean Darcy, 178. And we know what Darcy can do. The only problem with him is can be his injury concern. But, you know, the 72 and 71 early in the year, but then the 121, 94, 178, when he goes big, he goes, you know, he smashes it. It's somebody I'm kind of looking at. I want to look after his buy. It's possibly that upgrade for Proust if, for whatever reason, um, Proust was to slow down. But Proust is looking like, he, you know, Touchwood could be a keeper. So, yeah, I was going to say Sean Darcy's my number one choice. Jared Witt's absolutely killing it. And you're paying 215000 more than everybody else. As in other decent rucks, there just isn't that many options in that. Marshall and Ryder, I don't want a bar of that. Um, like I haven't been recommending Goldstein because um, we just don't know when Cherry comes back. And I think they still like Cherry as the number one. But we saw Goldie as a sole ruck last week, 142, minus one super coach. So if you're, if you're willing to trade that ruck back out, um, maybe yeah, it is Goldie. You know, that break even of negative one. Couple, he's got the soft game this week against Port, but then unfortunately he runs into Melbourne the following week. Uh, so yeah, there's a possibility at least he can make some cash for you if he was able to go up to sort of five fifty, close to six hundred thousand. It'll give you some options uh, later on, and he is a ruck forward. So if he was to keep scoring, and for whatever reason Cherry didn't come back, yeah, it looks good. So yeah, I'm going to go Darcy one, Goldstein, uh, Wits two, Goldstein three. There's your ruck options, mate. All right, what else have we got on here? Uh, better go to Twitter because I know there was a lot of questions on Twitter, and thank you so much for those people who have um, who sent the replies this week. What have we got here? All right, uh, from Corey, who to get uh, Darcy, have Proust and Hayes on field, Brayshaw to save cash this week in the mids, or Oliver? Yeah, I'm just so big on Oliver. And that playing the D's up the D's playing the Eagles. It could be a case where, you know, they just plot it wrong and know they're gonna get the job done. But we've seen Oliver in the past. What did he go against Adelaide the last couple of times? He's played them like two hundred. There's no reason why Clary probably couldn't go something massive this week. And I kind of really wanted cold him as the captaincy option. Um, I just don't like guys usually on the Sunday. It sort of makes you sweat and stuff like that. But yeah, if I had to make the choice you get Oliver unless you for whatever reason you don't um, have money uh, but who to get Darcy yeah if you if you can bring in both Darcy and Oliver you definitely do that uh, to Calza the, the Bombers man last week tried to be aggressive and traded Hewitt to Sicily if Hewitt's confirmed in this week would it be better to get get him straight back in or grab a Dawson coming instead I love Hewitt but we just got to see what he comes off his injury it's not con like he's confirmed in the side at the moment, but you just don't know of late outs and stuff like that. If you had to bring someone in, I'd be bringing in Dawson. Again, coming, we just don't know how McVeigh is going to play the side. He's looking great. Awesome last week. Um, but yeah, Dawson's the one for me if I had those options at the moment. You can wait on Hewitt. I think Hewitt's break even is like 87. So as long as that's not going to be your D6, um, I'd get Dawson and then get Hewitt afterwards. Uh, to Sav G, freeze. Is it worth trading in an informed mid-price player onto the bench to help cover a full primo line over bye weeks? And if so, which week would you do it leading up to the buys? Hmm, interesting. So I'm I'm gathering his full primo line is the midfield because I have seen some of the top teams have full eight midfield primos in there. And then you're trying to cover in a yeah, mid-price. Um, I don't know if I'd want that cash... Like, I know he's covering and he's playing a role. The only way I'd want it, if I knew they were going to be making catch during that time. So we just talked about, if if you were jumping on Tom Lynch, say, the week before, hypothetically, now he's a forward, not a mid here, but or the Goldstein, um, again, is a forward, not not a midfielder, you at least know they're going to make cash for you because of their 
their break even. You'd hope they'd score like a couple hundreds and yeah, be great cover for you. Make that cash and then, you know, able to use that because they're still going to make as much money as a rookie and you can guarantee um, that they, their job security is fine. That's not the issue. You can guarantee better scoring out of them. Um, I wouldn't just be bringing in a mid-pricer for the sake of bringing in a mid-pricer. The other thing to look, again, is those um, dual position players. Um, we're going to get more come in a couple of weeks' time. So I'd be holding off and waiting to see somebody who's, because hypothetically, if it's, it is a Bailey Smith that picks it up and in his price, that's the one you'd go get because later on you can move him to your forward line anyway. So that's what you'll be trying to look for for those mid-forwards or those defender mids that you can move into the line and hopefully they're going to be top six, top eight. Uh, to Isaac Place, uh, check Isaac out on Twitter. He's very active on there. Uh, who's the best option from Sicily, Witherden and Pendles? Like I was big on Pendles, but yeah, you can't ignore Sicily with that buy. Witherden flying. If you've got the money, just go, I guess, go up and get Witherden. Can either uh, he said can either go with a solid pick in Sicily or a pot in Wither or Pendles to boost me up. Yeah, it's risk and reward again. If you're probably sitting inside the top hundred, probably just get Sicily. Um, if you're outside of that, you know, pay up that little bit, get Withered in, and hope he with her out just absolutely goes nuts. Uh, he also asked, what are your thoughts on Darcy Cameron as an option? I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan too. I've seen enough in the two games. Number one ruck. No one's taking that ruck spot off him until Grundy's back. Get him. Uh, super coach potato, a super couch potato replied. I'd said I'd say Sicily, but I already have him and that. So yeah, it's, it's Sicily versus Witherden. Can you do something more with that 30k? Probably the other question. How does your buy structure? So there's a few questions that come into it. But yeah, if you've got the money and and you need to catch up points, Witherden. If you don't, Sicily play a bit more safe. Uh, Harry, love the pod boys. Thanks, Harry. Uh, thoughts on Hinge, Berry, and Nod out to bring in Parker, Darcy, Cameron, and Hamilton? Yes. Straight out, yes. Uh, getting Parker in now sets me up before the buys over getting in Brayshaw. If it sets you up better for the buys, yes, it's a, that sorts your, your forward line out. Um, no problems with that. If you had the money to get Brayshaw instead of Parker, yeah, possibly do that instead. Um, you know, obviously the, the Fremantle Dockers have been flying, but their draw does start to get a bit more tougher. There might be better midfield options. I still think Brayshaw is up there. But what are the, the after this week? Well, they got the Suns and Pies, but then they start playing Melbourne, Brisbane. They've got Carlton, uh, the Swannies. So tougher games ahead for Fremantle. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't mind that Parker call there. Um, and Parker was an interesting one last week against the Suns. I think he was 80 at halftime, and then only finished with 88. Uh, but then the Suns absolutely bullied the... Um, the, the Swans, as they seem to do at the SCG. It's probably one we should have discussed last week and back the Suns when they played the Swans up there. Uh, so, continuing to go. Twitter, uh, Leon Cameron gone. How do you guys think this will change the roles of players? We just don't know. And um, I, I put on Twitter earlier, this will be the, the most watched, watched game for uh, Supercoach people this week because... We kind of want to see if McVeigh has anything to do with the coaching. Was it all Cameron this week? And does Cameron just go full Bevo in his last game and play, you know, Toby Green in the ruck and Whitfield at full bag or who knows? Or does he start playing them to try to win? So he goes out on a win. And then what does McVeigh do? Is it then if they if the Giants win this week, there's still a chance for finals. So surely he puts his best players in the best positions. If they lose, the season looks gone. So do they start playing more kids to have a play around with different things? Or does McVay play, as I said earlier, for his um, coaching life? So lots of questions there, but they're going to be must-watch this week and much must-watch the week before, a week after. Uh, Coco, want Kyrie and Brayshaw next two weeks? Wondering which one I go first. Clary, 132 break-even. Don't, Brayshaw, 122 break-even. Don't even worry about the break-evens. Get Clary. Simple as that. Playing West Coast could go massive. He could, you know, be quiet like um, he was a couple of weeks ago and that, but we've seen what Clary's been doing all year. Like, you just have to have a look at those scores from from Clayton Oliver. Um, like, he 135. I think the, the, the worry a few people saw because of that Hawks game where he only went 119, but he's gone 112, 121, 146, the 68 against Port, 118, 168, 119, 135. Like, yeah, that's around that 
that break even, but the points on field, you know, guaranteed, got it, you know, you, 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 not only that, it gives you the captain option, but the potential to go big, which is always the problem. Um, he's last, like he, he struggled against West Coast, but that was against sort of their full sides. But we know Clary's top end, you know, he on any given day, he can go 170 plus. So you don't want to potentially miss that. Brayshaw does have that ability too. Um, and playing the Suns away, that could be the case. But do I have more faith on who's going to score bigger this week? It'd probably, be, I, I think it's going to be Oliver. And so probably actually jump on Brayshaw now that I think Oliver's the one that... Um, that but I, I would still be going Oliver. Um, yeah, it's it, it'll be one... It, it's one of those funny things because it's like I, I say to a few people, it's a coin flip and people want me to choose for them. And, and I go, but some of those can be a legit coin flip because um yeah like get the right day people don't tag that but i just think with the west coast midfield bully um beaten up as much as it is um there's gonna be more points available as well where for the sun um for the suns you know they've still got two and wits and you know Raul. they've still got players who are going to take the points and, and brachel could very easily go 170 180 but there's still players around which probably hurts the fact that he, he's scoring ability where you look at like West Coast, and they got beaten by the Lions by 12 goals last week, and, and the Super Coach points were like you know the Lions were over 1800 Super Coach. I think the week before against Richmond, uh, again Richmond uh, Richmond were over 1800 Super Coach. So their share of the pie is so much more um, than obviously their opposition. Um, the week before that, Port Adelaide got nearly 2,000 super coach points. So out of 3,300, West Coast only taking up 1,300 of that. Um, so, yeah, if you average it out between your 22 players, that's nearly an average of 90, it's around an average of 95 per player. And you know you're going to have some players score 40 and 50, which is, you know, in those games, most likely to be the defenders. So, yeah, there's more percentage for that, for the winning team. Oliver's got the best chance of uh, taking that that percentage. And there's a big chance that Gorn will play more time up forward, which probably even gives Oliver more chance of getting that percentage. So, um, yeah, no, go, go, Clary. Uh, who we got here? Brad. Uh, hey, fellas, love your work. Thanks, Brad. Uh, two trade options I'm stuck on. It's whether I go for an on-field scoring or getting the more, more assured top player in their line. So I can go Bowie, Jason Horn-Francis or Dacos for Hamilton, Zorko, Dawson, or Bowie, Horn-Francis, Rosas to Tuke, Hamilton, Rioli. Ooh. Um, well, who we got? So I go out Bowie, Horn Francis. Um, if Bowie's no, no, you, I think you want Bowie this week playing um, the West Coast Eagles. I'll just double check. I, I don't think I saw anything about Bowie being out or dropped or anything like that. No, there's Bowie name. So, yeah, and then who else are you wanting to drop? Dacos. Well, Dacos is still in. Well done to those who kept him. Can't believe it. Every week he seems to have something wrong with him and he comes out and scores an 80. Yeah, as good as Zorko Dawson is, or Bowie Horn Francis Rosses to two Hamilton Rioli. I wonder if there's a way that you can keep Bowie, get rid of Horn Francis, get rid of Rosses. Um, I'd love to see your, your side, Brad, to see if you had any of those other guys we talked about. As you know, Gipkus, Ward, McDonald. Um, who else did we say was out this week? Um, oh, there was, uh, I can't remember now, but yeah, there was a couple of those buddy rookies that have been, who are out, or even if you've got a Hugh Dixon type, even though his name, um, if you've got a Rochelle type, any of them, yeah, I'd rather take them out of the side. And if you could hold on to Bowie, I think this is the week. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be moving him unless, and I just want to double check, he's uh, break even. Unless it's something horrible, but I think it it won't really make a difference. Bowie, since one sixteen, like I, I think he probably loses a bit of cash because it's forty nine. I can get why you want to move him, but they do play West Coast and North Melbourne. Like, yeah, it's not going to see a huge amount of ball, but at the same time, yeah, the potential to sort of go eighties. Yeah, it loses cash, but it's still points on field. Mm, it's actually a really tough one that. Now that I think about that a bit more. Uh, yeah, maybe, and then Took, but versus Hamilton and Dawson, Zorko and Dawson, hmm, it's actually, it's such a good question, I'm going, 
you know what? I might even I'll go the first one. I'll make a decision for you. Bowie Horn Francis Dacos for Hamilton, Zorko and Dawson. And that as long as that doesn't leave you too short with your defenders, as in if that fills up your whole defense and you don't have a Stewart or you don't have a Hewitt or some something like that, that could leave you in a bit of trouble where I think, you know, you're missing out on one of the top guys. But if that's if Zorko and Dawson are coming in to be your D five, six, and you've already got all the top guys and you go that. If um if you don't need the defender, like if you already got like five really good defenders, for example, then go to the second one and get two. It, it depends on how where your line is. So if you look at my team there, next week I'd really want a defender because I really want to conning off field. Um yeah, Martin's more than fine in at um D uh, eight. And if McComb was to score well again, and now that I've got the loophole this week, um, yeah, McComb will do that, and Martin can always go forward, and I can play around with that. So, yeah, you, it all comes down. At the, Brad, if you're listening to this, mate, um, send me your team, and then I can have a look over it a bit more. Uh, Crazy Frogs. Crazy Frogs is a great guy to follow in Supercoach and that. Um, yeah, he's he's been a weekly round winner before. Um, yeah, very entertaining, so... Great to see him uh, send out a trade. So, who to trade out? Cogs or Nick Martin? I love Crazy Frogs. Um, mate, I'd be holding Cogs just because I, I want to see what happens and that, but I wouldn't be trading out Nick Martin. Like, I know I know you do some crazy stuff, mate, but um, if I had to choose, I'd be uh, I'd be trading Cogs, but I don't really want to... I wouldn't want to trade either of them, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Cogs um, just to give you an answer and if you're thinking about trading cogs you must be flying again mate so yeah no definitely um yeah it's a really interesting question and if you but in saying that as i said i've seen a few of the top teams with uh you know full, full midfields and even pretty full forward lines and that where they are looking at your cogs and your martins and stuff trading early but yeah most of us aren't in that position uh, so yeah some in- interesting trades going on um yeah, once again, thank you for everybody who's been listening and, and sending in questions. Uh, feel free to send them through tomorrow, um, and I'll have a look. Um, but, yeah, no, we hope everybody goes well on Supercoach. We keep um, pushing those rankings up. And, um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to a really good round nine of footy. Thanks for everybody tuning in, and we'll talk soon.